Romeo and Juliet, Act One, Prologue. Two households, both alike in dignity. In fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge, break new mut mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal wines of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventure pities overthrows, do with their death bury their parents' strife, the fearful passage of their death-mark love, and the continuance of their parents' rage, which but their children's end not could remove, is now the two hours' traffic of our stage, the which, if you patient, with patient ears attend, what here shall miss, our toil shall strive to mend. Scene 1. Verona, a public place. Samson and Gregory of the house of Capulet enter, armed with swords. Abraham and Balthazar of the house of Montague enter. The two groups eye each other warily. Draw thy tool. Here comes two of the house of the Montagues. They both draw swords. My naked weapon is out. Quarrel, I will back thee. How? Turn thy back and run. Let us let us take the law of our sides. Let them begin. I will frown as I pass by, and let them take it as they list. Nay, as they dare, I will bite my thumb at them, which is a disgrace to them, if they bear it. He bites his thumb. Abraham steps forward. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? I do bite my thumb, sir. Do you bite your thumb at us, sir? Is the law of our side if I say I? No. No. No, sir, I do not, I do not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I do bite my thumb, sir. Abraham and Balthazar advance in anger. Do you quarrel, sir? Quarrel, sir? No, sir. If you do, sir, I am for you. I serve a good man as you. You lie. Graf, you be men. Gregory, remember thy slashing blow? They fight. Benvolio enters, who draws his sword. Powerfuls, put up your swords. You know not what you do. He beats down their swords with his own. For a moment, the fight is on. Hold. Tibble enters with sword and drawn. Turn thee, Benvolio. Look upon thy death. I do but keep the peace. What drawn in talk of peace? I hate the word, as I hate hell. All Montagues and thee. Tybalt attacks. Everyone fights. Capulet and Lady Capulet enter. Montague and Lady Montague enter. Capulet tries to rush into the fray, and his wife holds him back. Give me my long sword, ho. A crutch, a crutch, why you call for a sword? Montague also tries to enter the fray and his wife holds him back. Thou villain Capulet, hold me not, let me go. Thou shalt not stir a foot to seek a foe. Prince Aeschylus enters, outraged that the two houses are fighting. Rebellious subjects, enemies to peace? Will they not hear what ho, you men, you beasts? On pain of torture, from those bloody hands throw your misinterpreted weapons to the ground, and hear the sentence of your moved prince. At an urging from old Capulet and Montague, the fighters drop their swords. The prince lectures them. Three civil bras, brand of an airy word by thee, old Capulet and Montague, have thrice disturbed the quiet of our street. If you ever disturb our street again, your life shall pay the forfeit of peace. For this time, on pain of all death, all men depart. Montague and Lady Montague and Benvolio leave. 
Capulet and Montague servants shoot dirty looks at each other as they go. Oh, where is Romeo? Saw you him today. Madam, an hour before the worship sun peered forth. Underneath the grove of Sycamore, do, did I see your son. Many a morning hath he there been seen, with tears augmenting the fresh morning dew, black and portentous. Must this rumor prove, unless good counsel may the cause remove. Romeo enters, sad and lost in his thoughts. See where he comes. So, please, you, step aside. I'll know his grievance, or be much denied. Come, madam, what's away? Montague and Lady Montague lead. Good morrow, cousin. Ah, is the day so young? But news struck nine. Ay me, sad hours seem long. What sadness le- lengthens Romeo's hours? Not having that which having makes him short. In love? Out. Of love. Out of her favor, where I am in love. Alas, that love so that love so gentle in his view should be so tyrannous and rough in proof. Alas, that love whose view is muffled still should, without eyes, see pathways to his will. Tut, I have lost myself. I am not here. This is not Romeo. He's some otherwhere. Tell me in sadness, who is it that you love? In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. Ah, she'll not be with Cupid's arrow and strong proof of chastity, well armed from love's weak, childish bow she lives unharmed. And she hath sworn that she will still live chaste? She hath, and in that sparing makes huge waste for beauty, start with her severity cuts beauty off from all posterity. Be ruled by me, forget to think of her. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. By giving liberty unto thine eyes, examine other beauties. He that is struck and blind cannot forget the precious treasure of his eyesight lost. Farewell, thou canst not teach me to forget. Romeo leaves, sighing deeply. I'll pay that doctrine, or else I die in debt. Scene 2. A Street Capulet comes in with the guest list, Paris and Peter following. My lord, what say you to my suit? But saying o'er what I have said before, my child is yet a stranger in the world. She hath not seen the change of fourteen years. Younger than she are happy mothers made. And too soon married are those so early made. The earth hath swallowed all my hopes, but she woo her, gentle Paris, yet her heart. My will to her consent is but a part. This night I hold an old accustomed feast, whereto I have invited many guests. To Peter, giving him the list of paper. Go, Sirrah, find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, my house, and welcome from your pleasure stay. Capula and Paris leave. Peter looks at the paper upside down and sideways. He can't read. I must be learned. Benvolio and Romeo enter. I pray, sir, can you read? I, if I know the letters and the language. Ye, say honestly. Peter gives the list to Romeo, who reads it out loud. Senor, Senor Montino and his wife and daughters, County and Siam and beauteous sisters, the lady widow of Batrevio, Senor Placentio and his lovely nieces, 
Mercutio and his brother Valentine, mine uncle Capulet, his wife and daughters, my fair niece, Rosaline. He points to Rosaline's name and cheers up considerably, then collects himself. A fair assembly. Whither should they come? Up. Whither? Support to our house. Whose house? My master's. Indeed, I should have asked you that before. Now, I'll, do, I'll tell you without asking. My master is the great rich Capulet. If you be not of the house of Montague's, I pray, come and crush a cup of wine. Rescue Mary. He takes the list and exits. At this time, ancient feast of Capulet's sups the, the fair Rosaline, whom thou so lovest. Compare her face and with some that I shall show, and I will make thee think thy swan a crow. One fairer than my love, the all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun. Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by. I'll go along, no such sight to be shown, but to rejoice in splendor of my own. Scene three, a room in Capulet's house. Lady Capulet and nurse enter. Nurse, where is my daughter? Now, by my maiden head, a twelve-year-old, I bade her come. What lamb, what ladybird, what Juliet? Julia enters. Madam, I am here. What is your will? Nurse, give a leave a while. We must talk in secret. The nurse bows and starts to leave. Lady Capulet reconsiders. Nurse, come back again. Thou knowest my daughter of pretty age. Faith, I can tell her age unto an hour. She's not fourteen. I'll lay fourteen of my teeth. She is not fourteen. Thou, waste the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed, and I might live to see thee married once. I have my wish. Mary, that Mary is the very theme I came to talk of. Tell me, Dr. Juliet, how stands your disposition to be married? It's an honor that I dream not of. Well, think of marriage now. Younger than you here in Veron are already mothers. Thus, in the brief, the valiant Paris seeks you for his love. A man, young lady. He's a flower in fate, a flower. This night you shall behold him at our feast. Read or the volume of young Paris's face, and find a light writ there with beauty's pen. Speak briefly, can you like of Paris's love? I'll look to like, if looking like you move. Peter comes in. Madam, the guests are come. Supper served up. Supper, supper served up. You called my young lady, asked for the nurse, cursed, in the pantry, and everything in extremity. I must hence to wait. I beseech you, follow, follow straight. We follow thee. Following, they leave following Peter. Scene four, a street. Romeo, Romeo, Mercutio, Benvolio come in with masks for the party. Give me a torch. Being but heavy, I will w bear the light. Nay, gentle Romeo, we must have you dance. Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead. You are a lover. 
borrow Cupid's wings and soar with them above a common bound. I am too sore, imperialist, with his shaft to soar with his light feathers. Too great oppression for a tender thing. Is love a tender thing? Is it too rough? And it pricks like a thorn. If love be rough with you, be rough with love. Prick love for pricking, and you beat love down. A torch for me? I'll be a candle holder, and look on. We'll draw thee from this mire. Come, we burn daylight. Ho! I dreamed a dream tonight. And so did I. Well, what was yours? That dreamers often lie. In bed asleep, while they do dream things true. Oh, then I see Queen Mabhath, then with you. She is the fairy's midwife, and she comes in no shape, no bigger than an agate stone, her wagon spokes made of long spider's legs, the cover of the wings of grasshoppers, her whip of a cricket's bone, her wagoneer a small gray-coated gnat, her chariot is an empty hazelnut made by the joiner squirrel or old grub. Time out, oh, mind the fairies, coachmakers, and in this state she gallops night by night through lovers' brains, and then the dream of love. Sometimes she driveth o'er a soldier's neck, and then he dreams of he cutting foreign throats. This is she. Please, Mercutio, thou talkest of nothing. I talk of dreams, which are the children of an idle brain. I beg it of nothing but vain fantasy. Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early, for my mind misgives some consequence yet, hanging in the stars on lusty gentlemen. Scene 5. A hall in Capulet's house. Capulet, Lady Capulet, the nurse, Paris, Tibble, Peter, and other guests enter. Benvolio, Mercutio, Romeo enter wearing masks. During Capulet's speech, Benvolio is directing Romeo's gaze to the many pretty girls at the party. Welcome, gentlemen, ladies that have their toes unplayed with corns, who have a bout with you. Aha, my mistresses, which of you all will now deny to dance? She that makes dainty, she, I'll swear, have corns. Everyone laughs. Welcome, gentlemen. Come, musicians, play. Musicians play, and people dance and talk. Paris holds Juliet's hand, making quiet conversation. While her expression tells how bored she is with his company, Romeo sees Juliet and is instantly smitten. What lady is that which doth enrich the hand of yonder knight? I know not. Oh, she doth... Teach the torches to turn to turn bright to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of night like a rich jewel in the Ethiop's ear. Did my heart love till now? Forswear it sight, for I ne'er saw truer true beauty till this night. Benvolio looks quite pleased and leaves Romeo to circulate amongst the guests, where Mercutio is already hitting on any unattended ladies. Paris moves away from Juliet and speaks to old Capulet. Tybalt notices Romeo. This, by his voice, should be Montague. 
Fetch me my rapier, boy. Peter gives him a sword, and he approaches Romeo. Old Capulet intercepts him. Why, how now, kinsman? Wherefore storm you so? Uncle, this is Montague, our foe. Young Romeo, is it? Tis he, that villain Romeo. Content thee, gentle cuz, let him alone. To say truth, Verona brags of him to be a virtuous and well-governed youth. I would not, for the wealth of all the town, here in my house, do him disparagement. I'll not endure him. He shall be endured. Am I the master here, or you? Go to. Why, uncle, tis a shame. Go to, go to, you're a saucy boy. He says this too loudly, and some guests start to take notice. Well said, my heart. You are a Go. I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall, now, seeming sweet, convert to bitter gal. They leave. Romeo approaches Juliet and grabs her hand, bowing before her. If I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine, the gentle fine is this, my lips, two blushing pilgrims, ready stand too smooth, that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong me your hand too much. What mannerly devotion shows in this? For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm this holy partner's kiss. Have she not saints' lips and holy palmers too? Aye, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer. Oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They kiss. Thus from my lips by yours, my sin is purged. Then have my lips the sin that they have took. Sin from thy lips? Oh, trespass sweetly urged. Give me my sin again. They kiss again. You kiss by the book. The nurse is the first to see the two of them together and runs over to separate them. Madam, your mother craves a word with you. She shoves Juliet back towards her mother. Juliet goes glancing over her shoulder at Romeo. What is her mother? Mary Bachelor. Her mother is the lady of the house. The nurse drags Juliet away. Is she a Catholic? Oh, dear Count, my life is my foe's debt. Benvolio comes back from the crowd to fetch Romeo. Away, be gone. The sport is, the, is at the best. I so I fear. The more is my unrest. With Mercutio, they move to leave. I thank you, honest gentlemen. Good night. The guests begin to leave. Capulet follows them out. The last to leave are Mercutio, Benvolio, and Romeo. Come hither, nurse. What's he that follows there? That would not dance. If he be married, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. His name is Romeo, and a Montague, the only son of your great enemy. My only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen, unknown, and too known, and known too late. Juliet, come, let's away. Act two, scene one. Elaine by the wall of Capulet's orchard. Romeo enters. He climbs the wall. He leaps down behind it, hiding there. Benvolio and Mercutio come in. Romeo, my cousin Romeo, call good Mercutio. 
Mercutio conjures Romeo, waving his sword like a magic wand. Nay, I'll conjure too, Romeo. Madam, madman, lover, appear thou. Speak but one rhyme, and I am satisfied. Cry but I me, pronounce but love and dove. He heareth not, he stirreth not, he moveth not. The ape is dead. Come, blind his love, blind is his love, and best befits the dark. If love be blind, love cannot hit the mark. Romeo, good night. Scene two, Capulet's Orchard. Romeo hides himself in the dark. Mercutio jests at scars that never felt a wound. Juliet appears above the balcony. They cannot hear each other for now. But, soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, who is already sick and pale with grief. It is my lady. Oh, it is my love. Juliet leans her hand upon her cheek. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand, that I might touch that cheek. I mean. She speaks. Oh, speak again, bright angel. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Deny, fa- deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or if thou wilt not be, be but sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name, this that is my enemy. What is what's in a name that which we can all rose by not, any other name would smell as sweet? Romeo, doff thy name, and for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take thee at thy word. Call me but love, and I'll be new baptized. Henceforth, I never will be Romeo. Oh, my ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance. Yet I know the sound. Art thou not Romeo and a Montague? Neither, fair saint, if either this life. How can how camest thou hither? The the orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death if any of my kinsmen find thee here. With love's light wings did I... I o'erperch these walls, therefore thy kinsmen are no left to me. If they do see you, if they do see you, they will murder thee. I have night's cloak to hide me from their sight, and but thou love me, let me find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued wanted of thy love. Dost thou love me? I know thou wilt say I, yet if thou swearest, thou mayest prove false. O gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Lady, by yonder blessed moon, I swear that tips with silver all these fruit tree talks. O swear not by the moon, that monthly changes in her circless orb, the less that my Thy love proof like liar. What shall I swear by? Do not swear at all, or if thou wilt swear by the curse itself, which is the god of my adultery, and I'll believe thee. 
if my heart's dear love. Oh, do not swear. It is too, it is too rash, too, unvi- too unadvised, too sudden. Sweet good night. This bud of love, thy summer's repeating breath, may prove a beautious flower when next we meet. Oh, wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? What, satisfa- what satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. I gave thee mine before thou didst request it, and yet I would I would it were to give it again. Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose, love? But to be frank, and give it to thee again. Juliet! And on, good nurse, sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little, I will come again. Juliet exits. Oh, blessed, last night... I am a fear. Being in night, all this is but a dream. Juliet comes out above. Dear Romeo, if thy if that thy bent of love be honorable, then propose marriage. Send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee. Madam By and by I come a thousand times good night. She leaves above. A thousand times the worse to want thy light. Juliet Ro- returns. Romeo! My dear? At what o'clock t- t- tomorrow shall I send to thee? At the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. I have forgotten why I did call thee back. Let me stand here till thou remember it. I shall forget to have thee still stand here, remembering how I love thy company. And I'll still stay, to have thee still forget. Yet I should kill thee with much cherishing. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow, that I shall, I shall say good night, till it be morrow. She leaves above. Sleep dwell upon thine eyes, peace in thy breast, hence will I... To my ghostly father's cell, his help to crave, and my dear hap to tell. Scene three, Friar Lawrence's cell. Friar Lawrence enters with a basket. He goes about gathering flowers and plants. The gray-eyed morns smile on the flowering night, checkering the eastern clouds with streaks of light. Now er, the sun advanced with burning eyes, I, I must upfill the oyster cage of ours and baleful weeds and precious juiced flowers. Picks a few more, then stops and looks at a flower. Within the infant rind of this small flower, poison hath residence the, and medicine power, for this being smelt with the part cheers, each part being tasted slays all senses with the heart. Romeo enters shouting with exhaust enthusiasm. Good morrow, father. Benedite, Benesite, young son, it argues a distempered head so soon to bid, bid good morrow to the bed. If not so, then here I let invite our Romeo hath not been in bed tonight. The last is true. Good God, pardon sin. 
Last foul with Rosaline. With Rosaline? My ghostly father. No, I forgot that name and th that name's woe. I have been feasting with mine enemy, where on a sudden one hath wounded me. That's by we me wounded. Be plain, good son, and homely in the drift, riddling confusion finds but riddling shrift. Then plainly know my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. As mine on hers, so hers is set on mine, and all combine, save what thou must combine by holy marriage. Holy St. Francis, what a change is here. Is Rosaline so soon forsaken young men's love? Then lies not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. Thou chidest of me. Oft for loving Rosaline. For daughtering, not for loving, puppy mine. I pray thee, chide not. She whom I love now doth grace for grace and love for love allow. The other did not so. Oh, she knew well thy love did read by rote and could not spell, but come, young wave, waver, go with me in one respect. I'll thy assistant be, for the allowance may so happen. Be proved to turn the household's weights here to pure love. Oh, let us hence. I stand on sudden haste. Wisely and slow they, they stumble that run fast. Scene four, a street. Bambolio and Mercutio enter. Where the devil should this Romeo be? Came he not home tonight? Not to his father's. I spoke of his man. Ah, that same pale-hearted wretch, that Rosaline torments him so, that he will sure run mad. Tybalt, the kinsman of old Capulet, hath sent his letter to his father's house. A challenge on my life. Romeo will answer it. Alas, poor Romeo, he is already dead, shot through the ear with a love song. The very pin of his heart cleft with the bind bow boy's butt shaft. And is he a man to encounter Tybalt? Why, what is Tybalt? While taking, while talking about how Tybalt fights, Mercutio gives a demonstration by play fighting. More than Prince of Cats, I can tell you, he fights as you sing prick song. Keeps time, distance, and proportion. One, two, and the third in your bosom. A duelist, a gentleman of the very first house. Romeo enters. Here comes Romeo. Without his row, I like dried herring. Flesh, flesh, how art thou fishified? Fishified. You gave us the counterfeit fairly last night. Good morrow to you both. What counterfeit did I give you? The slip, sir. Can you not conceive? Pardon. Good Mercutio, my business was great. In such a case as mine, a man may shrink courtesy. Well said. 
Now art thou sociable, now art thou Romeo. The, the nurse and Peter enter. My fan, Peter. Good Peter, go hide her, for her fans the fairier face. Out upon you, what a man are you? One, gentlewoman, that God hath made from himself to mar. By my troth, it is well said. Gentlemen, can any of you tell me where I may find the young Romeo? I'm the youngest of that name. If you be he, sir, I desire some confidence with you. Abod, abod, abod. So ho. The nurse hits him. Mercutio laughs. Farewell, ancient lady. Farewell. Mercutio and Bumbulio leave laughing. I pray you, sir, that saucy merchant was this. A gentleman, nurse, well, that loves to hear himself talk. Scurvy not. Pray you, sir, a word. My young lady, bade me inquire you out. Bid her devise some means to come to shrift this afternoon, and there shall there she shall at Friar Lawrence cell be shrived and married. This afternoon, sir? Well, she shall be there. Romeo leaves. Peter, anon. Peter, take my fan and go before and apace. Scene five, Capulet's Orchard. Julia enters. She sits on a wall and fiddles with her hands. The clock struck nine when I did send the nurse in half an hour. She promised to return. Perchance she cannot meet him. Oh, she is lame. Love hurled shot should be thoughts, but ten times faster glide than the sun's beams. Nurse enters, staggering and pretending to be miserable. Oh, honey nurse, what's news? I am a weary fie, how my bones ache. I would thou hadst my bones, and I thy news. What haste? Do you not see that I am out of breath? <sighs> how art thou out of breath, when thou hast breath to say to me that thou art, art out of breath? Is thy news good or bad? Lord, how my head aches. Juliet starts rubbing the nurse's head. My back. Juliet rubs her back. Oh, t'other side. I faith. I am sorry that thou art not well. Sweet, sweet, sweet nurse, tell me, what says my love? Your love says, like an honest gentleman, and a courteous, and a kind, and I warrant a virtuous. Where is your mother? Where is my mother? Why, she is within. Where should, where should she be? How... Oddly, thou repliest, your love says, like an honest gentleman, where is your mother? Is this the hotite for my aching bones? Henceforward, do you, your messages yourself. Come, what does what says Romeo? Have you got leave to go to shrift today? I have. Then hide, you're hence to Friar Lawrence's cell. There stays a husband to make you a wife. Hi to high for hi to high fortune. Honest nurse. Farewell.
they leave separately. Scene six, Friar Lawrence's cell. Friar Lawrence and Romeo enter. So smile the heavens upon this holy act that often hours with sorrow chide us not. Amen, amen. Julia enters. They immediately stare at each other. Here comes the lady. Good even to my ghostly confessor. They run towards each other and clasp hands. Ah, Juliet, if the measure of thy joy be heaped like mine, then sweeten with thy breath this neighbor air. My true love is grown to such excess, I cannot sum up some of half my wealth. The friar gently pulls them apart. Come with me, and we will not make short work. You shall not stay alone till Holy Church incorporates two in one. Act three, scene one, a public place. The day is hot. Mercutio and Benvolio enter, and they lounge around. I pray thee, good Mercutio, let's retire. The day is hot, the Capulets aboard, abroad, and if we meet, we shall not we shall not escape a brawl. Come, come, thou art as hot as a jack in thy mood as any in Italy. Thou wilt quarrel with a man that hath hair more hair or hair less in his beard than thou hast, and yet thou wilt tutor me from quarreling. Tybalt comes in armed. By my head, here come the Capulets. By my heel, I care not. Gentlemen, a word with one of you? And but one word with one of us. Couple it with something. Make it a word and a blow. You shall find me apt enough to that. Sir, Mercutio, thou consorts with Romeo? Consort? What dost thou make us minstrels? Benvolio steps between the two with a raised hand. We talk here in the public haunt of, of men. Withdraw unto some private place. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I. Romeo enters, dreamy-eyed. Tybalt stops him immediately. Well, peace be with you, sir. Here comes my man. But I'll be hanged, sir, if he wear your livery. Romeo, the hate I bear thee can can afford no better term that this thou art a villain. Tybalt, the reason that I have to love thee doth much exact excuse the pertaining rage to such a greeting villain am I none. Therefore, farewell. Romeo turns and walks away. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries that thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. I do protest. I never injured thee, but I love thee better than thou canst devise. And so, good Capulet, be satisfied. Oh, come, dishonorable, vile submission. Tybalt, you rat catcher, will you walk? What wouldst thou have with me? Good king of cats, but nothing but one of your nine lives. I am for you. They fight. Gentlemen, 
for shame, forbear this outrage. The prince expressly hath forbidden bandying, bandying in Verona streets. Romeo grabs Mercutio's sword on. Tybalt takes advantage of the moment to stab Mercutio. Mercutio falls and Tybalt runs away. I am hurt. A plague of both your houses. Courage, man. The hurt cannot be much. No, tis not so deep as a well, nor so wide as a church door. But tis enough twill serve. Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man. A plague of both your houses. Why the devil came you between us? I was hurt under your arm. I thought all for the best. Help me into some house, Benvolio, or I shall faint. Uh, plague o' both your houses. They have made worms meet of me. Benvolio helps Mercutio to stand, and they both stagger out. My very friend, have got this mortal hurt in my behalf. Oh, sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate. Benvolio comes in again. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. This but begins, the woe others must end. Here comes the furious Tybalt, back again. Tybalt re-enters. Now, Tybalt, take the villain back again, for Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads. Either thou or I or both must go with him. They fight. Tybalt falls. Yeah. Romeo, away. Be gone. The prince will doom thee death. Oh, I am fortune's fool. Romeo exits. The prince with Capulet and Lady Capulet enter with two servants. Where are the vile beginners of this fray? Thy lie, there lies the man slain by young Romeo that slew thy kinsman, brave Mercutio. Lady Capulet rushes to her nephew's body and weeps. How about my cousin, my brother's child, Prince, as theft are true for blood of ours, shed blood of a Montag. Benvolio, who began this bloody fray? Tybalt here slain, whom Romeo's hands did slay. I beg for justice. Justice, which thou, prince, must give, Romeo, slew Talbot, Romeo must not live. The prince considers the situation for a moment before making his proclamation. And for that offer, immediately we do exile him hence. Let Romeo hence in haste. Else when he found this hour is last, bear hence this body. They leave. The servants carry Tybalt's body away. Right. Scene two, Capulet's Orchard. Juliet enters. She sits by the wall and sighs deeply. <sighs> Come, gentle knight, give me my Romeo, and when he shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world would be in love for night and pay no worship to the garish sun. The nurse comes in crying. Ay, me, what, what news? Why dost thou wring thy hands? Lady, we are undone. Alack the day. He's gone. He's killed.
killed. He's dead. Can can heaven be so envious? I saw the wound. I saw it with mine eyes. Here on his manly breast. Oh, break my heart. Tybalt is gone and Romeo banished. Romeo that killed him, he is banished. Oh God, did Romeo's hand shed Tybalt's blood? It did, it did. Alas the day, it did. Oh, that this sight should dwell in such a gorgeous palace. There's no trust, no honesty in men. Shame, come to Romeo. Blistered by the tongue for such a wish. Upon his brow, shame and shame. Shame is a shame to sit. Oh, what a beast. What was I to chide at him? Will you speak well of him that killed your cousin? Shall I speak ill of him that is my husband? Banished? That one word banished hath slain 10,000 titans. Juliet breaks down crying. The nurse rubs her back and comforts her. Hi, to your chamber. I'll find Romeo to comfort you. Hark ye, your Romeo will be here at night. Oh, find him and bid him come to take his last farewell. Scene three, Briar Lawrence's cell. Briar Lawrence enters. Romeo, come forth, thou fearful man. Romeo enters. Father, what news? What is the prince's doom? Not body's death, but body's banishment. Banishment? Be merciful. Say death. Hence from Verona art thou banished. Be patient, for the world is broad and wide. There is no world without Verona. Walls, but purgatory. Torture, hell itself. O oh, rude unthankfulness, the kind prince t t taking thy part hath turned that black word death to banishment. Tis torture, and not mercy. Heaven is here, where Juliet lives, and not every cat and dog and little mouse may look on her, but Romeo may not. O oh, friar. Romeo breaks down time, sudden knocking at the door. <laughs> Romeo, arise, run to my study. Who knocks so hard? Romeo runs to the other side of the room and hides. The nurse enters. I come from Lady Juliet. Welcome them. Tell me, holy friar, where is my lady's lord? Where's Romeo? There on the ground with his own tears made drunk. The nurse sees Romeo and calls him up. Stand, and you be a man. For Juliet's sake, rise and stand. Doth she not think me an old murderer? Where is she? And how does she? Oh, she says nothing, sir, but weeps and weeps, then starts up and Tybalt calls, and then on Romeo cries. As if, as if that name did murder her, as that name's cursed hand murdered her kinsman. Oh, tell me, friar, tell me, in what vile part of this anatomy doth my name lodge? Romeo draws his sword and makes to stab himself in the chest. 
The friar grabs his arm. Hold thy desperate hand, art thou a man? Thy tears are womanish, thy wild acts demote the unreasonable fury of a beast. Romeo breaks down crying again. <laughs> what rouse thee, man? Thy Julia is alive, there art thou happy. Tybalt would kill thee, but thou slewest Tybalt. There are thou happy too. The law that threatened death becomes thy friend and turns it to exile. There art thou happy. A pack of blessing lights up upon thy back. Go get thee to thy love. Ascend their chamber hence and comfort her. But look, thou stay not till the watch be set. For then thou canst not pass to Montia, there thou shalt live, till we can find a time to blaze their ma your marriage. Beg pardon of the prince and call thee back with twenty hundred thousand times more joy than thou wentst forth in lamentation. How well my comfort is revived by this. Go hence. Scene four, a room in Capulet's house. Capulet, Lady Capulet, and Paris enter. Look you, she loves her kinsman Tybalt dearly. Tis very late, she'll not come down tonight. These times of woe afford no time to woo. Sir Paris, I will make a desperate tender of my child's love. I think she will be ruled in all respects by me. Wife, acquaint her here of my son Paris' love, and bid her mark you me on Wednesday next. But soft, what day is this? Monday, my lord. Monday, ha ha. Well, Wednesday is too soon. Ah, Thursday, let it be. Ah, Thursday. Tell her, she shall be married to the noble Paris. But what say you to Thursday? My lord, I would that Thursday were tomorrow. Thursday be it then. Prepare her, wife, against this wedding day. Farewell, my lord. Scene five, Capulet's Orchard. Romeo and Juliet come out on Juliet's balcony. Wilt thou be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the hollow nightingale, and not the lark that pierced the fearful hollow of thine ear. It was the lark, the herald of the morn. I must be gone and live, or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight. I know it, and therefore stay yet. Thou needest not to be gone. Let me be ta'en. Let me be put to death. I have more cares to stay than will to go. Come, death, and welcome. Juliet wills it so. Hi, hence. Be gone away. It is the luck that sings so out of tune. Oh, now be gone. More light and light it grows. More light and light. More dark and dark are woes. Madam, your lady mother is coming to your chamber. Farewell, farewell. One kiss and I'll ascend. They kiss. Then Romeo climbs down the balcony. I must hear from thee every day in the hour. For in a minute there are so many days. Oh, by this count I shall be much in years, for I again behold my Romeo. Oh, thinkest thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not. In all these woes, 
shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. Oh, God, methinks I see thee as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Either my eyesight fails, or thou lookest pale. And trust me, love, in my eye, so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu, adieu. Romeo leaves, vaulting the Capulet garden wall and running off. Lady Capulet enters Juliet's room. Poor daughter, are you up? Juliet exits from the balcony and enters below. She's crying. Why, how now, Juliet? Madam, I am not well. Evermore weeping for your cousin's death? Now, I'll tell the joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes well in such a needy time. Mary, my child, early next Thursday morn, the gallant young and noble gentleman of the country Paris at St. Peter's Church shall happily make thee a joyful bride. Now by St. Peter's Church, and Peter's too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet, and when I do, I swear, it shall be Romeo, when you know I hate rather than Paris. Here comes your father. Tell him so yourself. Capulet and the nurse enter. What? Still in tears? How now? Wife, have you delivered to our decree? Uh, aye, sir. But she will none. I would fully to marry her grace. Doth she not give us thanks? Doth she? She not count her blessed, unworthy as she is, that we not have worthy so worthy a gentleman to be her bride and groom. Crap, can I never what I hate? What is that? Thank me no thankings, nor proud me, no prouds, but fetal our fine joints against Thursday next. To go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, I will drag thee on a hurdle thither. Juliet falls to her knees. Good father, I beseech you on my knees. Hear me with patience. Hang thee, disobedient rent wench. I tell thee what get thee to church all Wednesday, Thursday. Or never after look me in the face. Juliet. Trying to calm him down. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. You are too hot. God's bread, it make me mad. Thursday is near and you be mine. I'll give you to my friend and you be not. Hang, beg, starve, die in the streets for by my soul, I'll never acknowledge thee. Juliet bursts into tears. <laughs> Capulet storms off. Oh, sweet my mother. Cast me away. Delay this marriage for a month. A week. Talk to me no more, for I'll not speak a word. I have done with thee. Follows her husband. Oh, nurse, how shall this be prevented? Comfort me. Counsel me. Faith, here it is. Romeo is banished. I think it is best you married with the county. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. Romeo's a dish clout to him. Think you are happy in your second match. 
Tor, it excels your first. <gasps> Speak a style from my heart? And from your soul, too. Well, thou hast comfort, comforted me marvelous much. Go in and tell my lady I am gone, having displeased my father to learn to sell, to make my confession. Mary, I will, and this is wisely done. Oh, most wicked counselor, I'll be to friar to know his re remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to go. Act four, scene one, friar learned to sew. Friar learned to Paris enter. On Thursday, sir, the time is very short. My father Capulet will have it so. You say you do not know the lady's mind. I like it not. Sir, her father counts it dangerous that she doth give her sorrow so much sway, and in the wisdom hastes our marriage to stop the inundation of her tears. Look, sir, sir, here comes the lady towards my cell. Julia enters, still upset. She stops instantly when she sees Paris. Happily met, my lady and wife. That may be, sir, when I may be a wife. Are you, are you at leisure now, Holy Father? My, my Lord, we must entreat the time alone. God shield, I should disturb devotion. Adieu. Juliet walks away crying. Come weep with me. Past hope, past care, past help. Ah, oh, Juliet, I already know thy grief. Tell me not, Friar, that thou heartest of this. Unless thou tell me how I may prevent it, if in thy wisdom thou canst give no help. With this knife, I'll help it presently. The friar grabs Juliet's arm and takes the knife away. Hold, daughter, I do spy a kind of hope. Go home, be merry, give consent to marry Paris. Tomorrow night took that thou lie alone, take thou this vile being then in bed, and this distilled li liquor drink thou off, when presently thou through all thy veins shall run a cold and drowsy humor, no warmth, no breath shall testify thou livest. In the burrowed likeness of shrunk death thou shalt continue to the forty hours and then awake as from a pleasant sleep shall romeo by my letter letters know our drift and hither shall become and he and i will match thy waking and that very night shall romeo Bear thee hence to Montea. Love, give me strength. Farewell, dear father. Scene two. Paul and Capulet's house. Capulet, Lady Capulet, and nurse enter. What? Is my daughter gone to Frere Lawrence? Aye, forsooth. Well, he may chance to do some good on her. See where she comes from, stripped with merry look. Juliet enters. How now? My headstrong? I've learned me to repent the sin of disobedient op opposition to you. Pardon, I beseech you. Henceforward, I am ever ruled by you. Send for the country. I'll have this knot knit up tomorrow morning. 
No, not till Thursday. There is time enough. Go, nurse. Go with her. We'll to church tomorrow. Juliet and the nurse leave. We will be short in our provision. Tush, I will stir about, and all things shall be well. My heart is wondrous light, since the same wayward girl is so reclaimed. Scene three, Juliet's chamber. Juliet, Lady Capula, and the nurse enter. Gentle nurse, I pray thee, leave me to self tonight. Madam, let me now be left alone, and let the nurse this night sit up with you, for I am sure you have your hands full all in this so sudden business. Good night, get thee to bed and rest, for thou hast need. Farewell, God knows when we shall meet again. She takes out the potion and looks at it. I faint, cold fear thrills through my veins that almost freezes up the heat of life. My, my dismissal scene I need must act alone. Come, Bile. She uncaps the mixture and is struck by a sudden thought. What if this mixture do, do not work at all? What if it be poison, which the friar subitifly hath ministered to have me dead? Least in this marriage he should be dishonored. How if when I am laid into the tomb, I wake before the time that Romeo come? Shall I not then be stifled? In this vault, to whose foul mouth no heal some air breathes in, and there no die strangled. Oh, look, methinks, I see my cousin ghost seeking out Romeo. Stay, Talbot, stay, Romeo, I come. This do I drink to thee. She drinks the potion and falls upon her bed. Scene four, Juliet's chamber. Juliet is still lying there. The nurse enters. She sees Juliet and assumes she's asleep. Why, lamp? Why, lady? Bye, you slug a bed. How sound is she asleep? Help, help, my lady's dead. Lady Capula enters. What is noise in here? Oh, lamentable day. What is the matter? Look, look. Oh, me, my child, oh, my only life. Capula enters. For shame, bring Juliet forth. Her lord is come. She's dead. Alack the day. Alack the day. She's dead. She's dead. Ha, let me see her. She's cold. Her blood is settled. Her and her joints are stiff. Death lies on her like untimid timely frost upon the sweetest flower of all the field. Oh, lamentable day. Oh, woeful time. Very once in Paris enter. Come, is the bride ready? Bride ready to go to church. Ready to go, but never to return. Death is my son-in-law. My daughter, he hath wedded. Most detestable death. Peace, ho, for shame. Heaven and yourself had part in the fair maid. Now heaven hath all, and all the better is it for the maid. Dry up your tears, and as the custom is, in all her best array, bear her into church. All things that we ordained, festival, turn from their office to black funeral. The instruments of melancholy bells are solemn hymns to solemn dirges. Change our bridal flowers serve for a buried 
course, and all things change then to the contrary. Sir, go you in, and madame, go with him, and go, Sir Paris. Everyone prepare to follow this fair course unto her grave. Friar Lawrence stealthily takes the empty vial from Juliet's hand. Juliet remains on the bed. Act 5, Scene 1, Mantua, a street. Romeo enters. If I might trust the flattering truth of sleep, my dreams presage some joyful news at hand. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead, and breathed such life with kisses in my lips, that I revived and was an emperor. Balthazar enters. News from Verona. How now, Balthazar? How doth my lady? Is my father well? How fares my Juliet? That I ask again, for nothing can be ill if she be well. Then she is well, and nothing can be ill. Her body sleeps in Capel's monument, and her immortal part with angels lives. I saw her laid low in her kindred's vault. Is it even so? Then I defy you, stars. Hire post horses. I will hence tonight. I do beseech you, sir, have patience. Your looks are pale and wild. Do the thing I bid thee do. Hast thou no letters to me from the friar? No, my good lord. No matter. Get thee gone. Balthazar leaves. Well, Juliet, I will lie with thee tonight. Let's see for means. I do remember Apothecary and whereabouts he dwells, meager where his looks, sharp misery, had worn him into the bones. And in his needy shop a tortoise hung, an alligator stuffed, and other skins of ill-shaped fishes. To myself I said, and if a man did need a poison now, here lives a caitiff wretch would sell it him. As I remember, this should be the house. What ho, apothecary? Apothecary enters. Who calls so loud? Come hither, man. I see that thou art poor. There is forty ducats. Let me have a dram of poison. Such mortal drugs I have, but Mantua's law is death to any he that utters them. Femin is in thy cheeks. Need and, and oppression starveth in thine eyes. The world affords no law to make thee rich. Then be not poor, but break it and take this. My poverty, but not my will, consents. I pay thy poverty and not thy will. He gives Romeo the poison. Put this in any liquid thing you will and drink it of. And if you had the strength of 20 men, it would dispatch you straight. Romeo pays the man. There's thy gold. Worse poison to men's soul than these poor compounds that thou mayst not sell. Come, poison, go with me to Juliet's grave, for there must I see thee. Scene two, Friar Lawrence's cell. Friar John enters in a panic. Brother Ho. Friar Lawrence enters. 
Welcome from Mantua. What says Romeo? One of our orders suspecting that we both were in a house where the infectious pestilence did reign, sealed up the doors and would not let us forth, so that my speed to Mantua there was stayed. Who bear my letter then to Romeo? I cannot send it, nor get a messenger to bring it thee. So fearful were they of infection. Lawrence realizes that Juliet will now be trapped in the tomb. Unhappy fortune. He runs off. John follows. Scene three. A churchyard in it, a tomb belonging to the Capulets. Paris enters and his page bearing flowers and a torch. Give me thy torch, boy. Hence, and stand aloof. Whistle me to me as signal that thou hearest something approach. The page nods and retreats. Paris kneels at the front of Juliet's tomb. Sweet flower with flowers, thy brittle bed I strew, which with sweet water nightly I will do, or wanting that with tears distilled by moans. Paris lays down the flowers, the page whistles. What curse foot wanders this way tonight to cross my obsequences in true love's right? He puts out the torch. Romeo and Balthasar enter. Balthasar also carries a torch or candle which lays down by the tomb. Take this letter early in the morning. See thou deliver it to my lord and father. Upon thy life I charge thee, whate'er thou hearst or seest, do not interrupt me in my course. If thou dost return to pry in what I further shall intend to do by heaven, I will tear thee joint by joint and shrew this hungry churchyard with thy limbs. I will be gone, sir, and not trouble you. Farewell, good fellow. For all this same, I'll hide me hereabout. His looks I fear, and his intentions I doubt. Balthazar leaves. Romeo looks upon the doors of Juliet's tomb and cries at them while his fingers. Thou test. Thou detestable maw of death, I'll cram thee with more food. This is that banished haunty Montague that murdered my love's cousin. Commanded villain, obey and go with me, for thou must die. Good gentle youth, tempt not a desperate man. I do apprehend thee for a felon here. He attacks, they fight. Oh lord, they fight. I will go and call the watch. Page leaves. Romeo strikes Paris through the chest. Oh, I am slain. If thou be merciful, open the tomb. Lay me with Juliet. Paris dies. Mercutio's kinsman, noble county Paris. Oh, give me thy hand. One writ with me in sour misfortune's book. He enters a tomb. And sees Juliet. Oh, my love, my wife, death that hath sucked the honey of thy breath, 
hath had no power yet upon the, thy beauty, beauty's ensign yet is crimson in thy lips, in thy, in thy cheeks. And this pale flag is not advanced there. I still will stay with thee, and never from this palace of dim night depart again. Eyes, look at your last. Arms, take your last embrace. And lips, oh, you, you the doors of breath. Seal with a righteous kiss. Kisses her. A dateless bargain to engrossing death. Here's to my love. Romeo drinks the poison and immediately begins to feel its effects. Oh, true apothecary, thy drugs are quick. Thus with a kiss I die. He kisses Juliet, then dies. Friar Lawrence enters. St. Francis, be my speed. The friar moves over. Fear comes upon me. Alack, alack, what blood is this? Romeo, O oh pale, what Paris too? And steeped in blood. Juliet begins to wake. The lady stirs. Juliet wakes and sees the friar. Oh, comfortable friar, I do remember where, well where, where I should be. And there I am. Where is my Romeo? This is the place. The friar jumps at the sound of approaching footsteps. Oh, lady, come from the nest of death, a greater power than we can contradict hath thwarted for intense. Thy husband there lies dead in Paris too. Go, good Juliet, I dare no longer stay. Barry Lawrence leaves. Juliet is horrified, seeing Romeo's body. She does not follow the friar, but knees beside Romeo. What's here? A cup closed to my true love's hand? Poison, I see, hath been in his timeless end. Oh, churl, drunk all, and left no friendly drop to help me after. I will kiss thy lips. Happily some poison yet doth hang on them. Kisses him. They, the lip, thy lips are warm. Lead boy, which way? Yeah, noise. Then I'll then I'll be brief. Oh, happy dagger. This is thy sheath. There, there, rust and let me die. Prince Capulet, Lady Capulet, Montague, Friar Lawrence, and Balthazar enter, all led by the page. Sovereign, here lies the county Paris slain, and Romeo dead, and Juliet. Juliet's parents rush to her side. Oh, wife, look how our daughter bleeds. Oh, me. Come, Montague. Montague steps forward. Alas, my liege, my wife is dead tonight. Grief of my son's exile has stopped her breath. What further woe conspires against mine age? Look, and thou shalt see. Montague runs to Romeo's side and kneels weeping. What manners is in this? To press before thy father to a grave? Bring forth the parties of suspicion. I am the great, the greatest able to do the least. Then say at once what thou dost know in this. I will be brief. Romeo, there dead, 
was husband to that Juliet. I married them, and their stone marriage day was Tybalt's doomsday. Then grave I heard a sleeping potion which wrought on her the form of death. Meantime, I writ to Romeo, but he which bore my letter was stayed by accident. Then all alone came I to take her from her kindred's wealth, but her untimely lay the noble Paris and true Romeo dead. She too desperate would not go with me. I brought my master news of Juliet's death, and then in post he came from Montu to the same place. Where be these enemies? Capulet, Montague? Points to the lovers. See, what a scourge is laid upon your hate. That heaven finds means to kill your joys with love. O oh, brother Montague, give me thy hand. This is my daughter's jointure, for no more can I demand. They shake hands. But I can give thee more, for I will raise your statue in pure gold, that while Verona, by the, that name, is known, there shall no figure at such rate be set as that of true and faithful Juliet. As rich shall Romeo's by his ladies lie, poor sacrifices of our enmity. A blooming peace this morning with it brings, the sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence, to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned, and some punished, for never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo.